Hi, heathens. We have some news. We have news. We've been working very hard. Really hard. It was a lot of work, actually. It was so much. Yeah, like there was designing. There was building. Yeah, a ton of design. Yeah, and you built an entire freaking store. It was. It was a big deal. Like not, well, not like with bricks and mortar. (laughs) But But hey, digital stores are the way. Yeah, it's a digital store. So I feel like we're kind of spoiling it. Like we're, we're... Do you guys, have you figured it out yet? You know we have. We have the Heathen Stores launching, you guys. It is called Heathen Haberdashery. It's my favorite thing. A great name, Karen. Karen came up with that. We've got um, the heathen huddle. Now we got the heathen, heathen haberdashery. haberdashery. Which who doesn't want their own haberdashery? I got, I got to be honest. I had to Google it. I did, did not you? know what haberdashery was. Uh, I mean, it's it, no, it works. It works. We're it's stretching it perfect, teeny bit, but like it's a great word. So we're going with it. So many syllables. Yeah, it's a lot of syllables. Like, come on, but... y'all want to say it a million times. Um, you can be a haberdasher. We may have gone a teeny bit overboard, I yeah, feel like, with there's, the... There's a lot of items in there, but it's okay. I think that we've... Basically, everything that's been requested at any point mm. for I'd like a t-shirt or I'd like a mug or yeah. I'd like a something with that on it, that's possible. It's there. It's there. You can find it. And we've got some suggested colors, but you can customize things a little bit, actually. You yeah. can choose the color that you want for things. You can different styles and different things. I, there, are, there are phone cases. Phone cases, mugs, it gets water bottles, for. T-shirts. You can head to toe. like Hats. Yeah, tote bags. Yeah. You can go all you heathen. Can, all the time. Just <laughs> drape yourself in heathenism. The worst part is, as I'm putting this all together, I want... All of them, but like they don't just give you some because no, you started it. Like we have I, to pay too. You have to pay money to make them. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I don't have a thousand dollars to redo my wardrobe right now, but I might consider it because there's a really good cause that Absolutely. we're gonna loop in here. So for the first week, which is starts today on Sunday. Sunday, Sunday is the day. Whatever, what the twenty second Sunday, yeah, the day the episode comes out. Yeah, this the, Sunday, it's July twenty second, twenty eighteen. Sure. Because people might hear this in five years and be like, what? <laughs> people, well, you're late. People, people will be listening to this episode in five years. Forget it. It's no, no other thing. Sunday, July 22nd of 2018, for the first week this store opens, which that'll be the day it opens. Right. We are donating 100% of Everything the proceeds. Everything we make. Yep. Two. Where are we giving it, Karen? So you guys know that we are involved with a unicorn magical faith community place thing. We don't never know what to call it. It's Sort of like a church, but not yeah. here. It's a in, place where we go on Sundays and sing songs and have things. community. Sometimes we sing songs. Yeah. The same Sunday, we've released a podcast called Toys and Butt Stuff, and then they put us on the stage. So that should tell you what kind of community it is. Yeah. Um, uh, Sojourn Grace mm-hmm. Collective is our space that we are, are in here in uh, San Diego. And so our little church has partnered with an organization called Safe Harbors. And um, we are starting a two week trial run of an immigrant immigrant refugee shelter. So mm. it's a 12-bed shelter specifically for people who are seeking asylum. Uh, people, it, ICE actually like filters the people through and we are taking these people out of what would otherwise be a detention center, mm. uh, a shelter, something like that. There's a ton of overflow. There's a ton of needs. So we've got 12 beds and a place for them to feel safe and free and cared for mm. and able to you know, have their babies with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, families get to stay together, yeah. well-fed. They will be provided three meals a day. It's in a beautiful location. There's a beach right there. Like, mm-hmm. it's gorgeous. Um, people on hand to love them. Like, just a homey, hospitable, safe place to be while waiting in this process instead of being in a detention center. So, like, I know there's been so much national attention around this right now. We're here on the border. This is real life. This is really happening here. And this is a really tangible way to know right where your money is going Mm -hmm. to help support 12 people or families uh, who are really in the midst, in the thick of this thing that we've all been talking about. So So exciting. Yeah. So that opens a week from- that people are going to be able to support this. Right. It's massive. So that opens a week from today. That's yeah. a, So one week until this two-week trial starts, and then after that, hopefully, it will develop into a, a more long-term thing. Yeah. Um, but there's still a lot of need. There's a need for grocery money. There's mm-hmm. a need for, you know, we're buying sheets and supplies. and It's a lot of work. To it's a lot of work. House, lodge, feed, um, make safe space for 12 people. Right. Yeah. So for the first week that these things are on sale, mm-hmm. whatever you buy, 
however many of them that you buy, any money, any check that is written to us from whatever this internet entity that we're using <laughs> yeah. to sell these things, um, all of that money is going to go straight to this cause. Yeah. So, so the way this works, just to, to clear all of that up, we're using Spreadshop, mm-hmm. uh, which is a reputable online retailer where we provide the designs, they provide the printing and the, the hard materials. So right. you're buying um, uh, clothing and, and materials, <laughs> iPhone cases, totes, all from Spreadshop. Um, we make commission, basically, is how it works, right? Right. So all of the commissions that we make on every sale that happens in this first week are going to the the shelter. So don't wait. Yeah, Shop don't wait. Now head over. We're gonna get you a link, and we'll stick it in show notes. It'll be and like we'll the first thing in the show notes. Yeah, we'll put it all over the place. So the Heathen Huddle, it'll yeah. be there. Uh, order your stuff. Definitely hashtag ha- Heathen Haberdashery. Oh, yeah, please. Good luck with that. We're going to have it spelled 47 different ways. <laughs> like, Whose fucking idea was this hashtag? Um, but we've got it all. Any phrase that we've like delighted over in the in the two seasons that this podcast has been going mm-hmm. is in this store. So it's you can there. wear a shirt that says, um, this is how we vergangenheitsbewältigung. You can. You can. Good luck sh- explaining that to your friend. <laughs> I know, right? But that's the great thing. There's it's, nerds with verve and heart. Nerds with verve and heart. My orientation is heathen. There's hardwired for heart swells. Of course that's in there. God mm-hmm. is a flash God mob. Is a flash Women mob. are dangerous. Women are dangerous is there. Yeah. Um, they, they, oh, a lean into your own understanding. Lean into your own understanding. You got that oh, one. Russian tea and fellowship. My favorite <laughs> item in this store is a onesie. There's only one onesie. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, a onesie for a baby or for, an adult? No, for a baby. For a baby. Oh, but darn. I couldn't resist because we've got one that says, I'm what you find at the bottom of a slippery slope. Yes. Which is all I will be giving for baby shower gifts from here That's on out. That's so perfect. I just love it. I think it's great. So, All right. So there you go, Heathens. Heathen Haberdashery. Uh, the link's... The link is in the show notes. It's on our social media. It's on our website. Get your gear and buy some for me and send it. <laughs> <laughs> so Karen can redo her wardrobe. I really want them. <laughs> Spiritual conversations for the godless. I'm Matthew Blake. And I'm Karen Thurston. Welcome to Heathen. Hi, heathens. <laughs> um, it's it's lunchtime. It is. Ooh, this is weird. We don't record during the day usually, actually. No, usually it's like after child bedtimes and in the evening after dinner. Don't tell any of my coworkers, but I'm taking an extended lunch break to do this. <laughs> I have a couple of coworkers who listen to this, actually, so... Whoops. Hi, you know who you are, and now you know when I'm recording. <laughs> uh, let's introduce our guest today, Crystal Cheatham. Hi, welcome to Heathen. Hi, thanks for having me. Hi, everybody. My name is Crystal Cheatham, and I am the creator of our Bible app, um, and I'm also the host of a podcast called Lord Have Mercy. Yeah. Look at you, <laughs> just like diving right into the introduction. I love it. Beautiful. I also I also love that just based on words alone, that sounds like the least heathen lineup of things that you could possibly yeah. be doing. <laughs> That's true, right? Because when yeah, when you first uh, reached out to me and I saw our Bible app, I was like, what is what, what is this? <laughs> like, why are Most you interested in somebody? Like yeah. Bible app and a Lord Have Mercy podcast. Like that. <laughs> well, Lord Have Mercy can be sarcasm, can't it? Oh, totally. You know, just like, an exclamation. Lord have mercy. Yes. And there's a lot of cursing on there and a lot of talk about sex. So I have been on there. So I know. Yes. Yeah. It's true. It's true. (laughs) I had to make sure that you were actually gay. (laughs) (laughs) I know, because you like, I think you started the conversation like uh so this is the one of the first times we've had like a cis straight white guy, you know. Whoa, you're wrong. <laughs> Stop right now. Hold up. Who have you been talking to? <laughs> you're about to be very disappointed. <laughs> I think we're going to have our first straight guy on this, this season. Oh, rad. Excellent. That'll be but fun. New season is happening, it sounds like, of Lord Have Mercy. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. My first guest is Emily Joy. <gasps> Love Emily Joy. 
I mean, yeah. I don't. I, I said that like I know her. I don't know her. I just I, I read her poetry and follow her online. So she is a cool gal, and um, another dy- uh, dynamic to her or dimension dynamic. I don't know to her poetry is that she records it and then adds like um, a a music and like a beat to it and she's even created videos but like the spoken word that she has created like that is so good yeah. it's so good it's like blue awesome. I've been a musician for so long and I just never actually thought about doing that I was like damn mm-hmm. yeah, right good job yeah especially when you're already like recording your voice talking like doing podcasting and stuff like that and yeah you've been a musician for yeah but whoever's laying her tracks though it's just like it's doing a great job i think probably a lot has changed in recording since i recorded in like 2012 Mm. (laughs) 2011 (laughs) yeah Yeah. gosh was that well no i guess i kind of first started recording in 2008 was when i did like my first little so mm. and it was yeah it's, it's different world now completely. completely different I mean I quit I quit for a long time because I was just like this is without a record deal this is too hard it's too much for yeah. person to do it's very expensive yeah and, and then having to have an engineer in the room the entire time is oh insane. yeah oh yeah so now it's you can do so much of that on your computer I can yeah, I do it right here I mean, yeah there's right. my right there so yeah like without leaving your kitchen Totally. <laughs> it's I'm going to work. Yep. Yeah. I don't hate as well as my day job. One day. One day we'll get Yeah, there. someday. Baby steps. Yes. Um, okay, so we're already learning things about you. Musician, um, the podcast, which is Lord Have Mercy, which we're going to link to everything. So folks, okay. yeah. go, go to our show notes and, and check out all the things that we're going to talk about. But can we like... Uh, go way back and um, let's talk about the tables have turned I know right (laughs) Uh I get to ask the questions Um, (laughs) what uh, so well spiritual background wise how'd you grow up what was your world like I grew up uh, Seventh-day Adventist and Mm. um, for those heathens who don't know or who have like pushed it so far out of their heads that they have forced themselves to forgot to forget um it is a kind of like like a like a Southern Baptist um, faith spliced with some of the traditions of Judaism. So it's mm-hmm. like you go to church on the Sabbath instead of or Saturday instead of Sunday. You mm-hmm. keep the Sabbath from sunset to sunset. You keep kosher. You know, um, most of the but most of them most of the Adventists I know are vegetarian, and um, you are. and you live like a Bible literate life, you know? So there's like all this dogma that props up the 27 fundamental beliefs and those fundamental beliefs inform how you live your day-to-day life. And it's like, they've really just like created a cocoon around um, (laughs) the day you are born to the day you die. This is what your life should look like. And this is how you live it. And in honor of God. And Mm -hmm. I mean, like they, in that um, scaffolding, they really haven't built any space for queerdom or LGBT people or, you know, just even like exploring yourself as a young adult or an adult. It's, I mean, I can honestly say that my, I think that I really enjoyed my faith when I was younger and naive. Mm -hmm. And in fact, going to Adventist schools allowed me to be, um, I think, uh, not, I mean, a kid for a lot longer than, you know, my peers now. Um, but after the fact, after I, like, I guess, graduated high school and started to really get into the world, like, it was just, it was, I was just, I just like, I was like, this is not enough. This is not enough. This, mm-hmm. this path, this scaffolding, this cocoon, it's all quite frankly, bullshit. So yeah, here we are. <laughs> so and here we are <laughs> and then it was really easy to just get from that realization I'm sure to like where you are today yeah that's the way that it goes with me <laughs> you know most things I do are easy yeah sure that seems real true yeah that's sarcasm 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. My well-trained ear picked up on that. Yeah, it was subtle, <laughs> but it was definitely there. <laughs> That's why I chose to come on this podcast today and not any others, because you two. <laughs> shiny shiny pennies oh. yeah, quick we're just on it um so yeah okay so you you realize this that there is life outside of that cocoon yeah yeah a big and wonderful life and um fortunately for me um Actually, maybe not fortunately. I went to um, Adventist schools back to back. So I went from Blue Mountain Academy, which was high school. And then I went to Andrews University for college. And um, the things I was learning there were, uh, you know, everybody has to have a Bible class. And I think Bible literacy today is a really interesting tool to have. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, especially now in the Trump era where you have you have like uh jeff sessions and sarah sanders quoting the bible to keep people behind bars children behind bars excuse me yeah i think it's it's interesting to be able to recall those passages and think are you taking that out of context you know is that just a little bit maybe yeah (laughs) i don't know entirely Um, (laughs) entirely making shit up right yeah yeah. Um, I think that like something that did happen is that I have grown to respect, um, some parts of Christianity in such a way where I get furious when, when people mis misquote and mm. misuse what the, pra- or, or misrepresent what the practice really is, mm. you know? that infuriates me, you know, and that, I mean, like, I'm, I'm like some, some pieces of it are just crap and you can lob it off and chuck it into the ocean, but some pieces of it, the parts that are about community and about helping people and about, um, having faith in something that you cannot see, you know, Mm -hmm. that really does inspire people to be bigger in some ways, Mm -hmm. um, and, and to contribute back to their communities in some ways, but like, oh, I just get so mad when, when it just, when they fuck it up like that. Yeah. yeah. Cause it makes it harder for me. It makes it so much harder for me. Totally. Especially the work you're doing in particular. I, I, yeah. I myself in the, in a similar space because I have that, the Bible knowledge, like mm-hmm. grew up with it. It's internalized. Like I can, like it does, it comes unbidden. I can just spout it off. So, yeah. But I also like, I'm not trying to take on that role in any way, shape, or form, you know, to speak yeah. on behalf of um, the church or not even really, like, um, I mean, there's other people, obviously, doing really great. You, you already mentioned, like, Emily Joy and, like, uh, mm-hmm. Chris Stroop. Like, those people are doing really good, like, ex-evangelical work. And I'm just kind of, like, out here... <laughs> I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to speak on behalf of any of it. Uh, Cause I don't, I don't identify with any part of Christianity anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, but, but I still feel compelled sometimes when the bullshit comes on and my radar is going off. Um, when Sarah Huckabee Sanders is out there talking and I, I like, I want, you know, like I want to get in into the, the ring a little bit, but also I feel mm-hmm. like I don't have a, Whatever that metaphor is, about. I don't want to say. Piss in. Yeah, thank you. That's way better than like a dog in the fight. I'm like, okay. I I can always provide the vulgarity. Just so you know. <laughs> I love it, but yeah, like it's it's a weird place to be in right now. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I think one of the things that helped me transition to this place that I am now is coming out. And I honestly think when I was in college my tenure in the Adventist world would have lasted much longer had I not needed to come out as like the very, very, very dykey lesbian Kinsey Six woman that I am today. <laughs> um, and that yeah, just, that'll do it. That's <laughs> <laughs> a delightful <laughs> description. Thank you. <laughs> my friend got me a hat a couple years ago that just said Kinsey Six on it. So, <laughs> right? I'm jealous. That's how you like, identify your people too. People who are like, oh, I know that. Yeah, I was, like so far up the scale, there's really, mm-hmm. there's no turning back. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm with you, sister. <laughs> same. Yeah. Same. 
And I mean, like, it, they really just, like, suffocated the Adventism out of me. They were, yeah. like, they just, like, ziplocked it closed and were, like, absolutely no place for you here in this world we've created. So here's the door. And suddenly I was just, like, out on my ass. Wow. And, you know, and fraternizing with the heathens. And yeah. that's what I learned, that the, there was nothing differentiating me and my community from the heathens. The only mm-hmm. thing was, um, what is that word? that uh that trump hates so much elitism yeah Mm. i think that's the word just like their elitist behavior about the way people conduct themselves i don't really know i don't really know anymore um Mm. i think they would call it sin but i have really little understanding of what sin is besides Mm. harming somebody else um Mm. and for that i would say that the evangelical uh, Christian base that supports Trump is very, very much guilty of sin right now, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Call it out. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, w- was that in college that you came out? Yeah, I came out in college. Um, I didn't come out to like my senior year before I left and graduated, yeah. but yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't fun at all. Yeah, no, definitely not. Whenever I think of coming out, I get the picture of like a baby deer trying to stand, you know, it's just like so awkward and so vulnerable and icky probably, you know, and yeah, but, um, you do it, you know, you do it and you figure it out step by step, just like that baby deer. That is such a great metaphor, actually. Wow. You become Bambi and then you, I don't know. You make friends with a you rule the fucking forest. That's what happens. You happened. make friends with a skunk. <laughs> you become a, a reindeer, you know, and then you're like riding, sent to sleigh. And guys, how far do like, we take this? <laughs> <laughs> Just keep going. Then it's Christmas. <laughs> then you have a posse of elves that belong to you. Rudolph, and you have like a red nose. And oh God, it's all real good. Magic dust is involved. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I can't help making jokes whenever <laughs> we start to get like, you know, intimate. Yeah, no. Well, Bring any sort of gallows humor, be it just to avoid intimacy or to stave off, you know, the seriousness of the world is how I'm coping with life right now. So by all means, bring it on. Yeah, <laughs> like, that and bourbon. Yeah, that's yeah pretty much. Exactly. <laughs> this is my cocktail of choice. Here we are. Yeah. Um, oh, gosh. Oh. Man, guys, I had something really profound to say, and now I'm just—it's Christmas time, and there's Santa and elves. And Sorry, I fucked it up. Oh, well, no, no I'm just—I'm—I'm I'm thinking okay. about that—that that deer though in college, and like I'm thinking about my college experience because I—I mean, I guess I started the process of coming out by acknowledging to a handful, like three, three very close friends, um, that I was, you know, same-sex attracted or you know, struggled with homosexuality, the the special language you have to use. Um, I know. And th- but even thinking about that as being like that first wobbly step of like just acknowledging, just yeah. okay, like mm-hmm. it's there. That's a thing that I have in my in my being. Um, you know, to to like it, that is light years away from Matthew today and now. Yeah. Like we'll wear his you know little pride meggings to yoga class and, and just like. <laughs> strap my shit down university avenue here in san diego um it is a long and arduous process and it is so compounded by uh, a culture like what you've described um which i'm i'm familiar with you know a mirror a mirror image of it uh, I, I didn't know actually a lot of what you told us about adventism um and like the kosher i didn't know that that was part of the culture yeah me neither yeah, there's there's so many rules, um, and I think that they can be um, comforting, but also insulating, and then ultimately isolating. And uh, I I think that rules can be good, you know, but when when your faith is supposed to break the surface and continue to grow, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead it, you know, kind of turns it on itself like an ingrown hair. That's when I think we start to get some of these like really fake acting, um, real religious assholes, or even like just the, the culture of religiosity is just like, it's just turning it on itself and, and nobody's actually growing. So I created the Bible app because I think that we are supposed to be theologizing our personal experiences, 
you know, and if that means that you're theologizing it using the Bible or just um, theologizing it using um, another practice, then at least you are still trying to understand who you, who your spiritual self is. Wow. Right. I think that's really important. Yeah. yeah. But I honest, but I choose to use the Bible. Not all of the app users do that. I choose to use the Bible to understand who I am in this grand universe, universes. Um, and I think that the Bible should be used like a blind person using a walking stick going out into the world and trying, I mean, like discovery, you know, <laughs> you just like figuring shit out, making mistakes, you know, does the, does the, the thing that I've read apply here? You know, does it apply here? I should be able to do this. If I ha- really have faith in a God, then I should be able to do this. But I think that many of the, the assholes out there choose to use the Bible as like, a beating stick to hit people over with it or they use it as like a shield to hide themselves from like every possibility you know and you know I think that in that metaphor the bible informs my queerness you know Mm. like the it, it affirms my queerness you know and I think that the text that you know, some people use to say, this is why you shouldn't be gay, or this is why you shouldn't drink alcohol, or this is why you shouldn't have sex outside of marriage, um, are things that help me understand why I should do all of those things. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I just, I just think that there's, there's so much undiscovered power in this book. And I also think that this book has been used to hurt people for so long that, um, that if I can, if I can prop it up in a way that like even heathens aren't so terrified of it, Matthew, you, you told me about your experience. Um, I think that we're doing something good. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it is what people say it is. And I want the uh, the freedom to kind of explore that, you know, it's, Mm. it's artwork. Wow. So did did you always have that? Like when you started deconstructing and when you left the Adventist church, like, did you, were you able to maintain that kind of affection for the Bible the whole time in there? Or did you have a period where you kind of had to ditch it and then come back to it? And yeah. Yeah. No, I think I just had, I just told um, Emily joy this. I think that the Bible had, I think the Bible and God, like for a brief moment, um, just died for a moment, just like Mm -hmm. flatlined. And I heard nothing and I wanted to hear nothing. And then I yearned for something and then it came back to me, but not like a voice from heaven or finding a church. It was like in the community that I was building with other people, finding Mm -hmm. my people is how I realized that, okay, if this is how, if this is what, how I feel good, then God must be here also. And if God is here also, how do I connect that to things that I learned when I was a kid? you know, and then it just started to grow and bloom. So no, it was not something I carried with me my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, but it came back to me and I honestly am so grateful for that. Yeah. I love that. I'm yeah. I, there's so much. I'm, <laughs> oh, this is bringing up so much for me. I'm, uh, because I'm resonating with you, um, about how it comes back up, how it bubbles to the surface. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even, I'm even thinking about just in this little piece that I wrote a couple weeks ago that we ended up using on this show in our, it was our, uh, we did a, a meditation on good things episode the week uh, that uh, Justice Kennedy announced his retirement because mm. that was just a rough week for a lot of us. So we wanted to focus on some good stuff. And there was like a line in there that I just said, you know, it was kind of going through the things that you might be thinking or you might be feeling right now. And then I, I stole Jesus's, but I say unto you. And I was like, <laughs> I, just even to be able to reclaim that little bit, not, it's not even a reclaiming. It's just like acknowledging oh, this was a thing that Jesus or the author who wrote Jesus's words, like use this device that was really powerful. Um, and that I remember whole sermons being preached around just like that one little phrase. And, and I'm going to take that in, and apply it to this situation that I'm in right now. And I mean, I'm talking to myself more than anybody else when I'm writing that piece, right? I'm saying, mm-hmm. I say unto you, your mind and your body and your soul are worth, 
are worth caring for. Like that was, yeah. was, um, so yes, like there are, it's in, I mean, we said it earlier, like it's in you. If mm-hmm. you're steeped in that tradition, steeped in that culture, it's, it never goes away. It will bubble to the surface. Like you'll mm-hmm. be reminded of random phrases or verses mm-hmm. or stories, um, at just all kinds of times. And, but hopefully it'll have new skin, you know, it won't be sh- covered in like this shell of, of like, shame and guilt shame and guilt shame and guilt (laughs) you know um but have something a bit more like like vibrant and regenerative you know because I'm constantly living my life in question will this work or won't this work Mm. you know and in that there's so much room to fail and get up and try again and succeed and over and over again and then like and that's a process that is so human and so necessary yes but in some of these like ingrown hair religious places it's like you're not supposed to do that you're not supposed to like try and fail and like you know it's just like it's become this stagnant mess of shit and i want no part of it Mm. you know yeah. See, when I, okay, first of all, you have the best metaphors. Yay for ingrown hair. <laughs> and if second you name, of all, if you name the episode ingrown hair, I'll be so happy. That'll probably be it. Like, it's, I mean, <laughs> this time, like, just yeah, we're pretty much there. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> ingrown hairs with Crystal Cheatham. Um, it's so gross. <laughs> <laughs> Very uncomfortable. Perfect. Yeah, I yeah. mm. oh, love it. Um, but as I'm listening to you talk about this too, it, it like there's something in me that stirs. You know, there's like, I, if the Bible is going to be a force in our world, if it's going to be used in any way, shape, or form, like you're the person I want doing. Like, uh-huh. I want, <laughs> I want a, a queer person. I want women. I want people of color. I want folks who are taking the thing out of those ingrown hair places and doing exactly what you just said. Like try, fail, try, fail, make space for all of that. Why? Why Why did we get so locked into there is one way? There is only one way for every single person to follow. And then arguing about it. Like, that's the thing that really yeah. is so weird for me yeah. is um, in Adventism, <clears throat> you're constantly taught that you need to go out and proselytize. You need to go preach to people. You need to go pull them in and, and make sure that they know that God is real. Mm-hmm. And then you sit next to other denominations and you have to convince them that you're the right way, that you're doing it the right way. Yep. And I'm like, why, why in the world are we all fighting? Yeah. Uh, I think what? that's, I think that's such a compelling question. Uh, just as a like conversation starter around these things. That's what it always comes back to for me. It's just like this, you know, so we disagree on this particular point in the Bible, or we disagree on, you know, whether the Bible is literal or figurative. Right. And so where we put the comma. Yeah. The question then, so there's the, does it matter question, which Mm -hmm. is an important question. Does it matter? But I think the, why does it matter question is the one that really gets to the heart of it like does it matter if the bible is literal or if it is but why why does it matter so much to us to keep this one specific way of seeing or to keep this one specific way of interpreting why are these stories in this particular context so important to leave untouched and usually it's like othering or elitism or fear those are really like the only justifications when you get down to the why yeah, all human ways of of finding power, you know, mm-hmm. of finding the and like that is the antithesis of what I think that cool guy, man, now I really sound like a Christian who came to this earth, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> really did. Hipster rebel Jesus with leather jacket. <laughs> there was this cool guy who came yeah. here. And, <laughs> him and <laughs> I, <I'm- laughs> I can hear, hear Rocket Town playing in the background right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I saw uh, somebody, it may have even, it was somebody in the like Christopher Stroop evangelical like Twitter world who tweeted um, ex- it, like in with the little asterisks where you say how you're talking. So it says like extremely youth pastor voice. You know, yeah. had real big dick energy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's the most perfect thing I've ever read because that's 
that's that's youth pastorism in a nutshell. I love yeah, it. Yeah, it made me feel a little uncomfortable and like throwing up only because <laughs> of my relationship with the penis. So. <laughs> I'm so sorry to introduce that. Don't well, say that about Jesus. I actually you know like your relationship with the penis yeah. and the relationship with Jesus. I have to cross over it. We, we've talked about God's penis or lack thereof a lot on this show, actually. <laughs> the, rod yeah. God, the rod of God is one of our themes. Oh my goodness, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sorry, we're done. Yeah, no more. Oh my goodness. Um, so let's talk about the app for a second because yeah. I, I want people who don't know what it is to know what we're talking about when we say our Bible app. Um, yeah. So... Give us the rundown on on how you fell into this world of making of app making. Yeah. Uh, so I am a writer and I read. I read a lot. And um, like I said, one of the ways that I meditate is through reading the Bible. And when I was a kid, I went through this this these like we were constantly. Um, encouraged to read devotionals, have a daily devotional, wake up in the morning, do the thing and move on with your day. And um, as I grew older, as like when God flatlined and came back, I wanted to be able to like, you know, get back into the spirit of that. And the devotionals that I found when I went to Barnes and Noble back when people actually went to Barnes and Noble (laughs) were like all just like hyper Christian, just, you know, you know, man, there's, um, there's a, there's, an an artist out there who is um, crossing out some of the the purity culture bullshit and some of these old devotionals about like um, women being women and men being men and like being virgins because you have to and like recreating that into like some really cool poetry. But like those were the devotionals that I was finding where it was like gender roles were out of whack and not in line with um, my politics and my beliefs about how women should be and how, you know, and like what gender actually is. And, um, I went to Barnes and Noble, found nothing. And then I got the, um, the U version Holy Bible app. Mm. So I actually found out that they are connected to Hillsong International. And, um, and on that, I discovered, I started to read devotionals. I was like, this is so cool. You can have access to the Bible, but you can also have like a daily plan depending on, you know, what you're going through. And so many of those devotionals I would like start to read and then had to close out of because they were not queer affirming. Like they would take homosexuality and prop it up as like the big bag demon, like, you know, and, but they also said that kind of stuff about unwed mothers and, and like, you know, just really um, unhelpful things about sex and wanting to have sex at a young age or exploring your body. And um, I thought, you know, they can do better than this. So I reached out to version, and they basically shut me down. I was mm-hmm. like, you could, you guys don't have to change your messaging. I mean, but you could incorporate writers who who are more progressive, who are more open about these things. And they just, they completely shut me down. And so I said, fuck it, I'm going to do it myself because I was just so frustrated in the moment. Um, And people rallied behind me. And so now we have an app that is um, queer affirming, that is, that doesn't have any, any negative language about, um, about sex and sexuality, no purity culture is what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, multiple Bible translations. We stream um, podcasts like Heathen <laughs> on there in the featured section. We are uh, featured. Thank you so much for putting hey. us up there. Yeah, and the Kate and Colby show too. Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah, and um, I love that uh, Heathen is featured, by the way, in our Bible app. That's just like yeah, it's, <laughs> it's such an oxymoron. <laughs> but you know what? I I think that I think so many of our of our users are right there. And so many of our users are still searching for more content um, that allows them to be in the middle or be nowhere. You know, Um, I think the only thing that I could have done better is name it something that wasn't so closely tied to, to Christianity, but hopefully, Mm -hmm. you know, either we'll change the name or, um, or people will, will the, grow to accept it. Yeah, the paradigm will shift, which is what I yeah. hope for. Like I said, I mean, I yeah. love that I love that there are people out there doing this kind of work, re, doing the reclaiming, yeah. taking back space yeah. that has been completely overrun 
oh my gosh, we had, there was a, a, a gentleman who was speak, talking to us probably in our Instagram account, I don't remember, but like t toying with the idea of doing his own show, his own podcast. And he was just like, I don't know. There's like so many of you guys out there doing this kind of work. And I was like, uh -uh, hang on a second. Like, look at evangelicalism. Look at how many, how many? Yeah. look at family Christian stores, like Bible Baptist, but I know they're Lifeway now, whatever. Lifeway stores. Like, I mean, there, there's a glut of mm. bullshit. I like that <laughs> um, word. On that side, bullshit or glut? <laughs> glut, a glut of bullshit, the phrase. <laughs> yeah. A glut of bullshit. And, and, and I mean, yeah, if, you, if you're, I mean, it might feel like there's a lot of people doing this kind of work if you're in the stream. You're in the space, yeah. You're in the space, but, but not really. Like, and there's going to be an audience that only you reach. There are people right. who will only hear it from you. So yeah. there's got to be more of us out there doing this. Absolutely. I would totally encourage people to get out there and do the podcast, make the music, write the book or write the devotional. If you want something um, ephemeral to just like live on the app and then die away as time moves on, you could totally do that. Mm -hmm. um, we are constantly encouraging um, authors and writers and creators to submit to our Bible app. And that's as easy as going to our com slash devotional. Mm -hmm. um, but we're also starting to accept um, pictures and artwork um, mm. that go along with each devotional. So um, please right. submit your stuff. We we definitely need it. I'm tired of using stock photos because they're just, <laughs> they're so <laughs> lame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unrepresentative <laughs> real human action. Yeah. <laughs> well, and seriously, like from a, even if you really just try to think about the numbers, like as a person who moves through this space, I don't know, I'm trying to be really generous with an estimate of how many people I think are actually creating and publishing content around mm -hmm. sort of this idea of post-evangelical, deconstructed, heathen, e queer-friendly stuff to, yeah. to take in. And like at the very high end of generosity, I'd say there's maybe like a thousand people out there making things. And I that's me assuming that I don't know who the vast majority of them are because I probably mm. know who fewer than a few hundred are mm. compared to the cultural majority yeah. in our country who are creating yeah. like content on the other side of things. And yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's a space that so desperately needs voices. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking back when you were talking about the devotionals that you would read as a kid. I mean, I've, I, we had a mall, I had a little stack of them, you know, in our bathroom. And it was the first thing I was supposed to do every morning when I, you know, before you get in the shower, like yeah. <laughs> get on the toilet and read your, <laughs> your devotional. And, yeah. um, and I did, man, I read so much bullshit. And I, and I was thinking specifically about the stuff that I read that uh, taught me, uh, and I'm using air quotes, he mm -hmm. listeners, um, taught me how to be a man, how to uh, taught mm -hmm. me what women were looking for from me. Mm -hmm. um, which is a super, you know, super fucked up for a queer kid who barely even knows he's queer, but um, to, to try to take on a role, which I did, like, I tried to take on this role in, in my world where, oh, like, my, pe my female peers are looking up to me to be a whatever, you know, mm -hmm. this, this Christian man. And that, um, so that fucks with me on a huge level, obviously, but also fucks with every female I'm interacting with because they're also hearing the same message that, oh, like, you know, look up to the, the men in your world. And I was like the chaplain too at our, at our Christian high school and stuff. So I, I had like this role, I had this, you know, position and thing, thing I had to, thought I had to fulfill and play. And all of that uh, material fed that, uh, that drive in me to, to be, Something I wasn't, first of all, to be, yeah. you know, the, the the straight man who was ultimately going to, you know, find a woman and bring her along in a great adventure like John Eldridge taught me in Wild at Heart. Yes, Thank you. yes, that's uh, what I'm talking about. God, um, and, but it was also feeding, you know, everyone around me too, to just to like, can, to, to applaud me when I would fulfill that role well, again, air quotes. Um, so what a, I mean, the system is so overwhelming sometimes when you look at it. And, and the effect and impact it's had on just like my life, on one life. Um, and you think about that multiplied over and over again. I will say that was another part of my awakening from like, 
high, I mean, from high school to now, in that when I was in high school, I went to a boarding Christian school. And the people who were leaders were cisgendered white males. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And so it was like, if you wanted, and, and I grew up playing guitar and singing. And so if I wanted to be part of the worship team or, or do anything in leadership or um, with, uh, or like create a group with, with other kids, I had to go through um, them, right? And it was like, they had the power to tell me I could, or I couldn't, they had the power to inform me of who I was as, as a, as a creator, you know, or even as, as a worship leader, as a musician, whatever, and Mm -hmm. definitely saw that, um, that continued to be the case in, in college and, you know, looking for a job, it's just like so many white males informing my experience as a black woman <laughs> right a black yeah. yeah and and like it took a long time for me to realize you know why those interactions made me so angry yeah. why it was really hard for me to stay at those jobs I thought I had a problem with authority but it was more having a problem with being told who I was and how to behave yeah. and you know and now today or actually sometime during the weekend, I realized that the only man in my life right now who gets to tell me what to do or even talk to me as if, as if I don't have a clue about anything is my trainer. Like, (laughs) (laughs) and you hire him to fill that role. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He's the only person who can be like, you can be like, I know you didn't come into the gym. I know you didn't come into the weekend. (laughs) you know, do better, do better. He's the only person that I will take shit from. Other than that, it's like, you know, I Mm -hmm. carved out a space in the world where Mm -hmm. I am my own boss. Um, The people that I interact with are predominantly um, queer or they are female uh, centered or, um, you know, whatever. It's like, I I just, I'm so allergic to that kind of person. or at least I was so tra- traumatized by it that I had just had to move away from it. Yeah. But I know that's not everybody's experience and not everybody can, can do that. Right. Just the, the audacity of let me, let me tell you about your experience in the world. You know? Right. <laughs> just no, no. I think that you've misinterpreted. <laughs> I think that you've probably misunderstood your experience. So let You're me tell so you, let me tell you how you should have been experiencing your experience in the world. <laughs> It, it does create a mountain for you to overcome when someone, when you've heard that message so many times, Oh yeah. no, you have misunderstood your interpretation of the world, you know, and, uh, or you've misinterpreted the world. Let me explain to you what you should have seen. And then you've got the whole lean on, on your own understanding thing built in there. And yeah. all these things like you really, you have to, it is work. It is work to overcome the voice, uh, that says, you know, do I really know what I know? Do I do I get to speak what I know back to that voice and to get to that place where, yeah, especially yeah. when you're, you're not born with that innate, you know, ability. Well, I guess mm. you're, or the culturally indoctrinated privilege of, Oh yes, I must just speak into everything all of the time. But yeah. Audacity. All up. The audacity. The audacity. Mm. It's wild. It's so wild to think about that, that because I at least had that, I, I was at least being taught that I could trust myself in a lot of ways, you know, because mm-hmm. I, but because I was male um, and probably because I was white. And um, so I, I mean, gosh, to hear you describe your experience is heart wrenching for me. It's absolutely like, but I was taught the exact opposite, not to trust myself Yeah, to, to think that I always had to ask a question and then be subordinate. Yep. Yeah. Because exactly. right. Mm-hmm. because yeah. because vagina really because I have one. <laughs> yeah so you've got one of those so yeah. question everything you think you know um yeah. yeah yeah like our church literally had a practice of I mean women are not permitted speech they're like literally not permitted to speak during oh during yeah. the service time and um and so they and they, so they teach uh the whole like if you have a question 
woman, hold it and ask your husband afterward. And it's your husband. Like, it's not even like ask an official, it's your husband. Yeah, there was no way I was going to have a husband. Right, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Well, then you don't get to have an identity. (laughs) Exactly. Or who will present you to the Lord? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Who's who's gonna walk you down the aisle? Like to the bridegroom. Um that that's a that's a whole fucked up concept in and of itself because it's like your husband it's he's just a lay person like he doesn't have to have he could have zero training understanding experience like mining the bible for himself but yeah he's still gonna have a a a more sound opinion than you will wow i feel like we've really landed on a unique way of looking at this i i think that you know like if you get a massage and they just like need that spot and all of a sudden tingles everywhere i feel like we have like needed a spot that has been aching for so long just putting words to like the bullshit that 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 churches continue to support it's not even like you find it everywhere because you don't you know it's like churches that believe that women shouldn't be in leadership are pushing this this kind of rhetoric you know Mm -hmm. the belief that women are less than and that that men are their leaders (laughs) (laughs) kind of like that that stuff that um can't believe I'm saying his name again. Warby, uh, Warby Parker just texted me, but that Jeff Sessions, the guy with the glasses. <laughs> <laughs> what did he do? <laughs> have an appointment tomorrow. Um, <laughs> Please push- don't make me give up Warby Parker. I like. Him. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, that Jeff Sessions says that he believes that um, that white males are the authority of the earth, yeah. and that's why white males should be cops you're shaking your head it's so it's so asinine it's unbelievable it also has no basis in anything that vaguely resembles sense like there's just no like why give me one supporting argument for that thesis no you need your shitty interpretation of the bible in order to stand on like to have anything to stand on. and you need your real outdated shitty interpretation because you got to pull in some serious racism you got to pull in yeah like you got to really hang on to like you must believe that like like black people's skulls really are smaller right You got to just firmly deny all of science and progress if you would like to hold on to this bullshit. And it is it is remarkable, our willingness to do. I'm sorry to keep bringing it back to politics, but like that's what's really on my heart. I'm just I'm so depressed by everything that's going on. Um, Just like completely disheartened. But it feels like this is something that we have to go through. You know, it's not stopping anytime soon. Yeah. Um, It's a reckoning. Mm hmm. Who was it? Not who was it? Oh, no, it was a friend of mine who was, we were talking about politics and he was saying uh, just that this is what we're experiencing is the the sort of dying battle cry swan song of the, the residual ideal of this particular, of like this, this straight white male and like the power holder. Like what we're, what we're experiencing is that end of the movie where you think the villain has died and then the villain comes back spiking. with a vengeance because you thought he was dead. So you like went back to doing whatever other shit you were doing. And then he sneaks up behind you and is like, Wait, <laughs> it. and we just have to let the villain like do his thing and like rage loudly against it and like just keep coming at him until it dies. But I, I don't know. It gave me a nice cinematic context to put it in, you know, yeah. it's like, oh, okay. I mean, I was I was using Great. a little a little bit of that rhetoric, like right after the election too. Anytime I would get challenged online, I would just I would kind of say like, "Okay, enjoy your last gasp, like straight white dude." Um, but I pulled back on that a lot because I don't want to take anything for granted. I mean, right. it's, the, the, we're talking about Jeff Sessions. That's the Attorney General of the United States who is creating policy and speaking. I mean, just outright blatant lies that are going to last for a period of time. And we don't know what that period of time is yet. Like, that, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's, it's impacting people today, like those, and, and it will continue to do so like lives. I mean, you, you said it, children are in cages. We have internment camps in the United States right now. Like, I well, don't, we still, I, yeah, we don't know how the movie ends. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So we don't, there is no guaranteed ending. Did either of you see the Avengers movie that just came out? Mm-hmm. The yes, 
That what yeah, is that? that's what it feels like. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels mm-hmm. like. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. we're in that space right between the two movies kind but of thing. Like liminal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, what? What the fuck? And like happened through, like all yeah. of the credits thinking something else is going to happen. Yeah. Right. Clearly this cannot be the actual state that we are in. This isn't the end of the movie. Like, what the fuck, right. man? I need my happy ending. Yeah. That's Yeah, that's exactly how I feel right now. Yeah. yeah. It's tough. It's a tough just, just a moment of silence as America dies. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, what more, what more is there to say on that? It's just, I mean, it is, it is a daily, it is like the end of that movie. And then every day you get another, I don't want to totally spoil it, but every, every day is yet another scene with some leaves appearing, you know, yeah. like, like every day there's one more and I think yeah. we're all just living, you know, there's like this little constant, we're figuring out how to manage the aggressive consistency. of. When you think about all the things that had to fall in line for Trump to be president, mm. you start to realize that it wasn't, it wasn't by accident. It wasn't mm. like, you know, Hillary lost uh, Hillary didn't reach out to Wisconsin and that's why, right. or Comey or whatever. It was like, this person has been steeped and hand baked in this kind of American um, white nationalist bullshit that was here since, you know, forever. And like, right. that's what he was cocooned in, you know, and then he just continued to snowball and become smarter and smarter because he, um, or at least I don't, I don't, I don't want to say smarter, but, but trickier and trickier yeah, because sure. of the, because of the way he, um, so, because of the way the media and, and it, having the ability to be on TV and blah, 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 just hand baked this, like this asshole into, into what he is today. Like all of America contributed to this, Absolutely. you know? And it makes me think that when he was saying that Obama was an idiot, he wasn't even talking about, um, Obama, Obama's policies or whatever. I cl- only think that he was thinking about the way that Obama was using the media and using the power that the presidency actually has. He mm. was like, you could be doing whatever the fuck you want and you're not, you're an yeah. idiot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Wow. What a, what a pulled back view. <laughs> 80,000 foot view. I mean, um, yeah. How could it not be systemic? You know, like how, how can anybody. Systemic. How can anybody deny that? This was always coming. We thought that we had a fighting chance, but this was always coming. Yeah. Always. It what was like that? told in the stars. There's, isn't there like some sort of test, like medical test that they do where they like inject something in your veins so suddenly you can see all of the circulatory. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's what this administration has been. Like mm. I was inject- injected into the veins of America's circulatory system. And now it's like, everything is just coming like you can see all the and it was always there all yeah. of it was already there and everybody was just sort of all of the impurities they're like this is how racist you've always been always been but now <laughs> there's like this dye fly and flowing into it and we're all like oh shit we can't avoid this anymore like yeah we really have to look at it really yeah you've always it. been the sexist yeah yeah in fact having a a, a woman as president isn't going to help anything no. having a black man as president didn't help anything didn't help anything although it's such a fun one for folks to bring up in arguments like a bingo tool. yeah well what about our black president we had one of those yes i you know you've solved racism congratulations yeah hmm. obama wasn't perfect he definitely yeah. drone bombed a lot of people, yeah. but yeah, sure, that was a thing. <laughs> but, but Michelle was Michelle, Michelle was absolutely yeah. unequivocally, <laughs> inarguably perfect. Yeah. yeah, let's go back to that. There you go. There's your title: ingrown yeah. hairs and Michelle Obama is perfect, <laughs> and Michelle Obama's arms. Like that's what I want. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, so good. Yeah. Um, all right, so you have new season of the podcast coming out. Our Bible yeah. app is going strong, um, and people can like you can like subscribe through the app, right? Like it'll actually yeah send notifications send you whenever through. there's a new episode of Heathen. The app, if you <laughs> want it to, will prompt you and say, "Hey, come listen, get in on this." Yeah, um, but 
I really want to encourage people who are um, who download the app to subs- to subscribe to it. It's uh, only ten dollars for an entire year. Oh, um, yeah, and the reason the pricing is like that is because it's not a way for anybody in my office to get rich, or mm-hmm. um, it's more about, um, like you said, uh, making the Bible seem uh, more appealing to the common person. Um, yeah. And that funding helps us to get really great writers like, um, like Chris Stroop Mm -hmm. to submit something or somebody that I would love to have write is Rachel Held Evans. If anybody knows her, please. Probably not this listener base. Yeah. We'll have to do some, uh, yeah, some tagging, reaching out. Yeah. I, I definitely know people who know her. So at the very right. least, we can... Or like, at least we have to be within one degree. Or yeah, yeah. we're definitely... No yeah. problem. So, yeah. Well, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. It really helps. And it helps you because um, my uh, developer who who does the coding has, has, has decided... And I've allowed him to decide this to make the the ad experience a little a bit more annoying. <laughs> so yep. subscribe. It helps me. Yeah. It helps you. It helps all of us. Um, helps the mission. Yeah. Mm. Is there anything else going on in your world that you want to talk about or hash out or vent over? <laughs> this oh, is always man. a good it's place. Exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> Too many things. Too many things. How Too is things. how is Philadelphia? How's life out there right now? I really I wanted, love it. I really wanted to make it out there to do this conversation in person with you. But you can still I, come. Like, I can. I, You're I, right. I, like I totally. I, oh, hey. Yeah, there's, there's hey. so much room at the Cheatham household. Yeah, I was. Um, my plan was to get out there because I had some other friends who are in the Coast Guard. I really wanted to interview as well, and so mm. I was going to just hit you all up at once. And they just got reassigned to the Bahamas. Boohoo. <laughs> so now I have to go there. But, but Philly is such a great city. I I was out there like two years ago and it was so fun. We had a good time. Mm. Philly is wonderful. Are you both in the same location? Yeah. yeah we're both in San Diego. Oh, that's great. I've been <laughs> thinking about getting a co-host for my podcast. Hey, I highly recommend it. It is yeah. first of all, first of all, it takes away nice. half the work. Okay. That's yeah. false. It takes away maybe a quarter of the work, but well, it feels still like some of the work. it feels like yeah. a lot to me. Uh, it, it just, yeah, just having somebody else who you know well and I honestly get to know well because I didn't know Karen until we did uh, her episode of Heaven in the first season. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And then it just kind of blossomed from there. And now <laughs> it's beautiful. Now you get me on pretty much every day <laughs> in your life, all the places. The text threads are epic. I enjoy yeah. it. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have some good ones. <laughs> That's the kind of stuff you should screenshot and share. You're right. We should be Sometimes posting we do. more of that on like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, we should be like a whole. Well, we There's have the a huddle. We have this, uh, we have the closed secret Facebook group, which we can add you to if, if you'd like, um, you know, yeah. like all the podcasts do now where you can, it's safe space and you can talk about whatever and. So we put a lot of this stuff in there too. But. That's so cute. You guys have real chemistry. I love it. Oh, well, thank you. Thanks for being part of the chemistry today. Yeah, I have thank you so, so much. appreciated this conversation. I appreciate you. I love me what too. you're doing. Ugh, you inspire me. Seriously. In a big way. You inspire me too. I've been having fun uh, listening to your tunes on uh, Facebook. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, that's the whole cool thing going on there. Yeah. yeah. Trying, trying to keep the music going. No, but I. Hmm? Oh, I just said it's gonna do. I, I, it's gonna your music, do. it's good. It's gonna do. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I really love the Heathen podcast, and um, I get really excited when a new episode comes out. I'm definitely oh. a listener, and um, thank you. And yeah, I, I hope that our our different our our sides of like of spirituality continue to grow together and like just mm-hmm. mix into each other and. Um, our community grows for sure. Mm, 100. Amen and amen to that. <laughs> you guys want to see the shirt my cat gave me for Father's Day? Yes, please. Yes. Ah. <laughs> Best dad ever. I love it. Your cat is such a thoughtful shopper. I know. I know. He's the cutest. That's really adorable. My cats have not bought me shit, I would just like to point out. Oh, you know my what? Dad. Be like, listen, cats. That's what we got to get on them. 
I got yeah. nothing. Um, no. Well, you're going to have right. to send us a cat pic now so that we can put that on the Instagram. Account. <laughs> totally. We did, we, did, we did dogs a couple weeks ago, so it's like only fair that we also cater to the cat yeah. people. I've been told. I've been told. I can't keep posting cats on my Instagram page, but I'll send you guys one yeah, so please. fast. We'll do it also, for you. Like, I feel like 80% of Instagram is cats. So whoever's telling you that, like, do they... Not so they even understand. You guys not know <laughs> how? What's going the on? The algorithms, people. Come on. It's all built in. Hashtag cats of Instagram. Yeah, it's like, yeah. why the thing was made. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Heathen. We're here every week. And in the meantime, if you miss us, you can find us in the following ways. Follow at Heathen Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Send us an email at askheathen at gmail.com, especially if you have feedback or ideas for future episodes. Leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, and that helps other people find Heathen. And if you'd like to contribute to this community for people who need a soft place to land as they move away from bad religion, you can support Heathen on Patreon at patreon.com slash heathenpodcast. Well, thank you for your support with exclusive bonus content, which you know is going to be freaking awesome. Wherever you find yourself in this space of godless spirituality, spiritual godlessness, or anywhere in between, you're not alone. We're glad you're here. Here's to the heathens. Bye.